Welcome to the Sunday morning podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. This message is by Rohan Andrew. Good morning, everyone. My name's Rohan. I'm the pastor of Kingdom Faith Church in Crawley. I lead that over there with my wife, Anna, and our three children. And it's just great to be with you this morning via this video. And, you know, I'm really excited because I believe God's got a great word for everyone watching out there this morning. And it's, it's just about living in the spirit. So we're continuing our theme in Romans 8. And I'm just going to be pulling out some scriptures from Romans 8. And we're going to just be, um, we're going to unpack those this morning. So just be ready, be expectant. I'm just going to pray before we start and then we'll jump straight into the message. So Father God, I just thank you that you speak through me today to everyone watching, Father. Lord, I thank you, Lord, that you just help us to learn how to walk in the Spirit, to move in the Spirit, to be led by you in the Spirit. And Father God, I just thank you that you're gonna speak to every single person today, Father, and change their lives, transform their lives. So Holy Spirit, I welcome you right now to come and to just communicate this message through me today. Amen. Okay. So I'm, I'm going to go through Romans 8 um, and we're going to go basically from around verse 1 and 2 and then 5 to 14. And I'm just going to read through them first of all and then, then we're going to just skip back and I just want to pick up on some things that Jen um, spoke about last week, which was an amazing message, by the way. So let me just, just give you this scripture just to, just to give us a framework of where we're going this morning. So Romans 8, 1 to 2 says, Therefore... There is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. And then on to verse five, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their minds set on what the spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation, but it's not to the flesh to live according to it. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you live by the spirit, you put to death the misdeeds of your body, you will live. For those who are led by the spirit of God are the children of God. So there's quite a big chunk of scripture there from Romans 8. Um, but we're just going to just unpack some of that and look into what Paul is trying to communicate to us there. So First of all, he's talking about the spirit and he's talking about the flesh and he's talking about being led by the spirit, being controlled by the spirit and not being controlled by the flesh. Now, the flesh, 
we can kind of interchange that word and some Bible translations do with sinful nature. So it's just talking about our kind of carnal nature, you know, our, 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 you could call us, it's like our lower nature where we're just led to do things naturally and not necessarily being led and moved to do things by God's spirit. But we'll talk about a bit more about that in a bit. Now, I just want to talk about Jen's message from last Sunday because what a brilliant message it was. You know, um, in Crawley, um, we couldn't meet in our building because the school we meet in had this big production on. So we all were listening at home and we're doing kind of like church in the home. And um, so I had the message on at home and I was just just buzzing with, with God's spirit and God's life when Jen was just especially when she was praying and releasing stuff. It was like something was moving inside of me. I don't know about you, but God was really just breaking through me. And what we decided to do in Crawley was watch this message at home, live stream from here. And then we were gonna go out and have a prayer walk. So it was a great message to really go out into where we were going in Broadfield to prayer walk, because it just really motivated us, stirred us up to, to to just press into God and just see God released in this community that we, we're reaching out to. So um, just a bit of background. So recently I felt that the Lord, I mean, I mean, this, is, this has been a word that God's given us over years, but recently I felt a, a fresh kind of impetus to reach into Broadfield in Crawley. So some of you may know where that is, but God's given us a mandate as a church in Crawley to reach the community of Broadfield. So this was like one of our first moments uh, kind of post COVID um, to reach into that community and, and that area of town. And so we heard this message in the morning and it was all about the roar of God and God moving and God taking ground, taking territory. And then we, we were kind of launched out to go, thank you, Jen, um, into prayer walking. So we did some prayer walking around, um, around Broadfield and you know, in my heart, as we, as we were prayer walking, I just felt God kind of encouraging us to take, take the land afresh, to take territory afresh in our, in our area in Crawley, in, in Broadfield in Crawley. And, you know, we, we just, we kind of met together, had a little chat about what we were gonna do. And then we kind of just went out in twos across Crawley. And then when we came back, People had just amazing words that they felt God was telling them about what God wanted to do in Broadfield. Um, and and it, was, it was powerful. We had, a, we had an amazing time. We all just came away with a heart for the people of Broadfield and a heart that God really wanted to do something in Broadfield. Um, and one of the most powerful things that I believe the message that Jen brought that I pulled away from it was that the praying in tongues is something that God really wants us to be doing more and more um, in this season. And for, for those of you that don't know, you know, praying in tongues is a gift of the spirit that God gives us. It's like another language that he gives us and so we can speak in other, in all sorts of languages. And it basically, it, it says in the Bible, it kind of declares the mysteries of God. It edifies us. So it builds us up as we're praying in tongues. But sometimes we can pray in tongues and then interpret what we're saying. So sometimes you may hear people praying in tongues and then praying in English. And what they could sometimes be doing is praying in a, in a different language and then interpreting it and then praying it out. 
in English. And that gift of the Holy Spirit, I believe right now is so important that we're doing that because when we're praying in tongues, we're releasing the presence of God. We're releasing the atmosphere of God. We're releasing God's will over wherever we are. And I want to just encourage you, you know, for, for whatever sphere of influence you have or whatever atmosphere you're in, whether you're at home, whether you're at work, whether you're just out in your community, in your neighborhood, whether you're just in your household, wherever you are, you know, just praying in tongues can just, can release something of God's presence into the atmosphere. And obviously you can't just go around shouting out in tongues everywhere, but sometimes just praying in, in some, you can pray in tongues inside, you know, I pray in tongues in, in myself, you know, just in my, my, own, my own voice where no one can hear me but I'm just praying in the spirit and God begins to release things. You know, just a few testimonies um, of praying in tongues. Uh, when I was a Bible college student a number of years ago, we had an, an outreach that we used to do um, in Horsham Town Centre called the Christian Calf. And it was run out of a, a little coffee shop in, in Horsham. And we basically just put on free food for whoever wants to come in. And it was, it was mainly for teenagers and you know, young people that were hanging around the streets at the time. And we'd give them free food, chips and pizza and stuff like that, and free drinks. And they would come in and basically, we would just talk to them about Jesus, about who Jesus is. Um, and we'd just, we'd, we'd just tell, them, tell them the gospel and we'd pray for them. And these kids were so receptive. I mean, we obviously didn't force anything on them. If they wanted to talk about God, they could. If they just wanted to just hang out and chat with their friends, they could. And, but we would just often open up a conversation about God with them. And they would always be receptive to prayer. I rarely came across anyone who wasn't open for us to pray with them about whatever it was. So, so sometimes we'd just say, you know, what do you want to pray about? And they'd say sometimes things that are going on at school or at home or things that are just coming up in their life. And we would just sit with them and we'd pray. So there was a, there was a, a point in time kind of, and it was a number of weeks or months or so, where I just felt led to, when I prayed with them, to just pray in tongues with them. So I'd explain to them what praying in tongues was, and it was a little bit strange and a bit weird for them to hear me praying in that way. But I just would pray in tongues with them. And sometimes if they didn't mind, I'd lay my hands on their shoulder or something like that. And I'd just pray in tongues and, and then pray in English. And as I was doing that, it was like the presence of God would just come into that, that little cafe. And the presence of God would just, would come on those, those young people that I was praying for. And to the extent where, I, as I was praying for them, they started to, some of them began to cry. Some of them just, just could feel ting, a tingly feeling or they could just feel God moving around them in them. And as I did that, on a number of occasions, some of the young people, they just, you know, after I spoke to them, you know, after I'd pray for them, they, and I'd just say, you know, what are you feeling? What's going on? They just, you know, they'd say, you oh, know, I just feel something. I feel something strange happening inside of me. On a number of occasions, some of those young people were like, you know, I just feel like I just need to change my life. I just need to stop doing some of the things that I'm doing that are bad, and I wanna just be good. Some of them gave, gave us, they wanted to quit smoking and they would give us their cigarettes and give us their lighters and tobacco and, you know, roll up sheet things. And they would just be so impacted by God's spirit 
that it was like they just knew they wanted to give up stuff. And we had a mo we had a, I think it was, an, it was over a number of weeks where we, we were just praying over these different young people each week. And we were praying in the spirit or praying in tongues over them. And they would just, they would just say, you know, I just, I just want to quit smoking. I want to do, you know, and they would just come back week after week, different ones of them, giving us their cigarettes. And God was starting to move in their lives. And we saw our other miracles happen. You know, people healed. We saw God kind of just reveal himself to people. It was one of the first times I can remember where I, just by praying like that in that cafe, some of the young people were just like, I wanna know, I wanna know how to do that. I wanna know Jesus. And they would actually say, how can I, how can I know Jesus? How can I be saved? I remember one girl in particular, just she was kind of standing and watching us praying for some of these other, other people. And after she just came up to me and said, how can, I, how can I know Jesus like you do? I wanna be saved. And you know, we would, we would tell them the gospel. And you know, I, I, I say all that to just share with you that we can carry an atmosphere around us that can lead people to Jesus, to a relationship with Jesus. So wherever you are, you carry an atmosphere and whether it's in your household, whether you're out and about, whatever you're doing, you can carry and kind of cultivate an atmosphere, a presence of God just by praying in the spirit. You can pray under your breath. And I used to do this, um, my previous job before um, I was full-time here at Kingdom Faith was working in a care home. And this care home was with, um, working with teenagers that were kind of passed on to a residential care home through social services. And they had lots of issues going on in their lives. And they, had, they came from some crazy situations and backgrounds. And it was a very hostile um, atmosphere. You know, the, the kids would be quite aggressive towards us. Um, they would be very intimidating. And, you know, they would sometimes come right in your face and they would be shouting all sorts of, um, you know, aggressive language at us as the, as the staff there. And I knew that if I was going to survive in this job and many people, we had such a high staff turnover, many people came in, thought they could do the job and then left within a number of weeks or months because it was a very challenging, um, a challenging job to work with these teenagers. And, and I knew that I had to go in to this job um, very in the spirit, prayed up, knowing that I need to I need to be flowing with God to be able to do this job because I'm just not gonna be able to do it, you know, just by myself. I'd probably be like many of the other staff members that came and went. So I would make sure I spent time with God in the morning and I would just be worshiping God in his word, um, praying in the spirit a lot. And I knew that when I, when I went into work, having done that, my day would go so much differently to when say some mornings I forgot to do that or didn't do that. And it was, the, the difference was just like night and day. And when I, was, when I was walking in the spirit with God, because I'd met with God that morning, it was like I would be in the midst of the storm and all sorts of stuff is kicking off around the house, around me. Um, sometimes we'd have to restrain the young people um, if they were you know, being really aggressive. All sorts of things was kicking off, but I was in a place of, I remained in a place of peace because my, I was 
walking with God in the spirit. I knew my spirit was with God and I was walking in a place of peace, not in a place of strife and uh, reacting negatively to the things that were going on. And really this is what this scripture is talking about. As we go back into the scripture in Romans eight, it's talking about being a person of the spirit and being led by the spirit. So one thing I learned when I was doing the freedom course a number of years ago was that it, it said in a section about walking and living in the spirit um, as opposed to being led and living in, in living in your fleshly sinful nature. It said that when you don't feed your spirit, your spirit can go quieter and it can almost just remain dormant and it just kind of goes into a bit of a, a spiritual lull, what like Jen was speaking about last week. Um, but when you don't feed your flesh, your flesh gets louder and your flesh wants to uh, take control of your body and take control of what you're doing. But we need to remember we have to feed our spirit so that our spirit can grow and get closer to God. One of the, the, the ways of walking in the spirit or the, the main way of walking in the spirit is that we, we have to submit our sinful nature. So we're spirit, soul and body and we have to submit our soul and our spirit, uh, sorry, our soul and our body to the spirit. Um, we need to learn to yield, yield our flesh and yield our soul to God's spirit. There's a, there's a point in, um, it's in John, where John the Baptist uh, has encountered Jesus and he says, behold, look at the, the Lamb of God is here. And he famously says this, this comment where he says, he must increase and I must decrease. And that's really, that's a word for us in knowing how to live in the spirit. We must, our sinful nature, our fleshly nature, our soulish nature must decrease. And actually God's spirit in us must increase. And we've got to encourage and grow and feed our spirit so that we, so that we grow in our spirit. So our spirit increases and takes control of what we do. I don't know if you've ever had like a time of worship, maybe this morning or a time of prayer or a time where you're just really meeting with God and you just feel like you're, you, you feel lifted, you feel, you feel different, you feel encouraged, you feel, a, a, you feel a peace, you feel a joy where God is kind of, you're, you're actually living more in the spirit than you are in your flesh. You, you sense something different about you and you know, God wants us to, to live like that all the time. I, I remember when I first gave my life to the Lord back when I was in university and I, I knew there was a stark difference between when I was um, unsaved and not knowing God to when I was saved and I knew God. And I basically prayed a prayer to cut a long story short of my testimony. I prayed a prayer when I was at university one evening out of the back of a book and I gave my life to the Lord on my own in my kind of halls of residence. And the next day I got up and went outside and I just knew I was complete. I felt completely different. I felt a peace. I felt a joy. I felt like I was a new creation because that's what the Bible says. When we're born again, we become a new creation in John three. Jesus says we must be born again. We must be born of water, so that's our natural birth, and born of spirit. And actually that scripture says, 
in John 3, 5 and 6, it says, Jesus answered, very truly I tell you, no one can enter the kingdom of God unless they are born of water and the spirit. Flesh gives birth to flesh, but spirit gives birth to spirit. Now, Jesus was saying that you can only be, you can only live in the spirit by being born in the spirit. So when I gave my life to the Lord, and you, many of you may have had similar experiences, you become alive in the spirit. You become connected to God's spirit. You become connected to God. And, and then life becomes different. Now you need to still encourage the spirit of God inside of you and you need to still press into God to continue to live in the spirit and be led by God, to hear God and connect with God. But basically at the beginning, right at the beginning, when you're born again, your spirit becomes alive. I, I kind of have an analogy. It's a bit like um, being like a caterpillar when you're not, when you're unsaved and then going through that metamorphosis kind of um, stage where you become a butterfly. And that's what I believe God is, is wanting for us, that we go from just kind of going day by day through the things of life and just kind of struggling on and you know, going through, the, going through the motions. But I believe God wants us to not just live like a caterpillar, but actually live in, in the realm of the spirit. So back to Romans 8, it talks about that. It says the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. And those that are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. But you, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the spirit of God lives in you. So we have the spirit of God living in us if you're born again here today. If you're not, you can speak to one of the leaders. I'm sure that could lead you to the Lord. Um, we, are born, we are born of the spirit and we are spirit. But sometimes we've just got to stir up our spirit. And that's why the gift of speaking in tongues is a great um, way of doing that, stirring up your spirit. It's encouraging yourself. It's building yourself up uh, in, 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 the God, in God and in, 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 in the spirit. In Galatians 2.20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So, you know, in our, in our daily lives, we've got to start off our day or at some point in your, in your day, submit yourself to God, you know, and it talks about crucifying our flesh, crucifying our sinful nature, our fleshly desires, the things that our flesh wants to do that aren't in line with what God wants us to do. We have to crucify our flesh and it's God's spirit that lives in us. So I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So we've got to get rid of the I, we've got to get rid of the I want, what I want, what I like, what I, want to do with my life and submit that I, that me to God. You know, in 1 John, it talks about um, our, our flesh having these kind of com three components, our sinful nature having these three components of, you know, the lust of the, fle the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life. You know, God doesn't want us to live in those things with our sinful nature. He wants us to live fully in his spirit, which is a life of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control, the fruits of the spirit and living using the gifts of the spirit as well. Jesus said in John 6, 63, the spirit gives life, 
but the flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of spirit and life. Jesus wants to speak those words of spirit and life directly into our lives on a daily basis. So when you have your, you know, you, you use your Bible, you, you get into the word, be led by the spirit in what you're reading and let the words of the, of, of the Bible, Jesus, who is the word, let him speak into you. Let that life come into you and impact you. Now, in response to this message this morning, I want you to just have a think about areas of your life that you need to take ground in. Um, I, and that's what, that's what I feel the kind of the impetus and the push was from Jen's message last week was to take ground, to allow God, God's spirit to roar over us and through us. What areas of your life do you need to take ground in? You know, it might be stuff going on in your household with your family. It might be stuff uh, in other relationships. It might be stuff in your health, in your body, or in your workplace or in your community. Whatever it may be, we wanna see God's spirit released into those areas and you take ground in those areas. I believe this is a season of taking ground in our own lives, taking ground in our communities, with our neighbors and our towns, you know, allowing God to speak words of life to people, being able to communicate the gospel to people, to be able to cause people to uh, want to know him by just, by just being and carrying the atmosphere of God's spirit. What's the atmosphere like in your home? You know, just by praying in tongues in your home and praying in the spirit and worshiping in your home and declaring the words of God in your home can totally change the atmosphere of your household. And, you know, I, Anna, Anna and I were, were just flicking through the, um, the TV the other day and we, we, we flicked onto God TV. And there was a message a guy was, was bringing about how he was talking about his church in America, how sometimes families would come into the church building and they would feel this peace and this joy and there this love between them as a family. And then sometimes when they would go back to their house, back to their home, they would feel like, just like a burden, like an oppression or just a heaviness. And, you know, they just, the, the kids would argue and they just didn't feel well and, and just all sorts of things were just going on. And the guy that was bringing this message was saying that, he went to God because he noticed this was happening to quite a few families and different people in their church. And he went to God and he said, God, what is this? Why do people kind of experience this? Like there's something free when they're in the church building, but when they go home, just the atmosphere is different and they feel different. And he felt God say to him that the reason is because in the church building, prayer's gone on, worship's gone on. You know, there's been breakthrough in the atmosphere. It's like a, there's an open heaven there in your church. When people go home, because they haven't done that in their households and they're not really uh, breaking through in prayer in their households, they, they, there's, there's almost like a bit of a blanket and a heaviness there. And he was basically in his message saying he, was, he had to encourage his church people to go home and spend time worshiping, praying, praying in the spirit, praying in tongues, breaking through, breaking the atmosphere open in their home so that God could come in. And you know, that was a, that was a real word to me. And I know it was a real word to some other people that I know in our congregation in Crawley that are experiencing similar things that we have to, we have to take, we have to take ground in our own household first. You know, we've got to be praying there and just releasing God into the atmosphere. And it just, it will change everything. It changes your children. If you have children at home, it changes the, it, the, the way that they, they live and, and, 
how God can move in their lives just by really breaking through in prayer at home. So in response to this message today, um, so we're going to take communion. So all the communion um, stuff should be laid out on your tables if you're in the building or you can do this at home, um, whether you're watching from home. But what I want you to do is before you take communion, just have a conversation around your tables or at your, in homes and just go with this question. Is there things that you're doing in your life that you need to stop doing, things that may be part of your sinful nature or fleshly nature or soulish nature that you need to, be, need to stop doing or do less of that is feeding your flesh? And is there things that you're not doing that you need to start doing more of um, that you need to do to feed your spirit? And I just want you to have a conversation around that question. Um, the question will come up on, on, the, um, on the video here. But just have a think and have a pray and have a chat around your tables and work out, is there things that I need to stop doing and just make a decision today to say, right, I just know I've been doing that or watching that or getting into this and I just need to stop. And, or I need to do less of that and I need to spend more time with God or in some other way feeding my spirit. So have a chat about that. And after that, I'm sure um, Colin will lead you through in taking communion. So it's been great um, being able to be here with you through this video and just share this message that I believe God's given me today. And I just encourage you to just take from this message, apply it to your lives, and you'll see God move in your lives and households and wherever you are. Um, so have a great rest of today. Be blessed. Amen. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.